What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 129, and this week we welcome Arian to the podcast. He is the founder of the Aro app, which I only heard of through former guests on the podcast, Frozen or Frozen. Shout out to Frank. Uh, it was really cool. Like, it's a really cool conversation. You know, I because we know... Like I've had several people that have been on here that have been in the game for a really long time. And it's just really cool to talk to somebody who is young, who turned their love for sneakers and and the thought of reselling and how he made reselling part of what he does and moves forward, moving moving forward in his life and how to, you know, pay his bills and it. It was just a very insightful episode because, you know, we've had 23 Penny on, who is, in my eyes, one of the the, the like OGs in my head in terms of reselling. Because, I mean, we talk about it on the podcast, on his episode of the podcast, where, I mean, I was following him for years, for years, and he never showed his face and he always just had heat. And he was now we talked about in his episode, we, he has two stores and. And, you know, he's he's built on providing for the community and helping people out. Also reselling when stuff is going up and it's just really cool. So learn, talking to Ariane about like how he got into reselling and growing up on the West Coast and and what made him start the RO app and what he's doing in order to just I, what I think is kind of just bring a new status quo to reselling and what is possible. And, and it's a new avenue of how, instead of just going through the stock X's or the goats to get your sneakers, you can go through his app and buy it at such at like a more reasonable price just because they're used, but then you also get them smelling good. So it was just really cool. I, I learned a lot about the app because it, he just hit me up out of the blue just from doing this podcast. So I wasn't too sure on him until I spoke to Frozen about him and he gave that co-sign and I was just like, all right, cool. I'm gonna have him on and and you get to hear us like create a bond. So I'm hoping to make sure that he gets on a, a, several other episodes, too, because it was just really cool getting to hear his perspective and growing up around the Fairfax uh, era. Um, where round two was popping up and, you know, Tyler, the creator was hanging out at diamond store. Like it was just, he grew up in like the, the quintessential sneakerhead West coast. So I found it really cool. We got some really interesting stories. So I'm very excited for you to hear that. So, you know, I'm on vacation right now and this is pre-recorded, so I don't have any stories for you for this intro. So let's just jump into where you can find Ariane. You can find him uh, on Instagram and at Ariane, which is A-R-I-A-N-S-A-D-E. And then you can check out his app on all social medias as at O-U-R-O dot A-P-P. And make sure you can you can find his app in all Google. Play. I think it's on Google Play now, but yeah, on Apple and Google Download it, give it a shot, buy some sneakers, sell some sneakers. It's really cool. You get an assortment. It's a lot of new stuff that just recently came out. So definitely give it a shot. And 
he also does a charity, which is really cool. I'm very, very I'm hoping to like jump in on that from time to time, which is at S with oh, spare pair. So S P A R E A P A I R <laughs> all the information, all this information, me telling this. And then I'm going to tell you right now, all the information is in the description of this podcast. If you're watching it on YouTube, just look in the description of the episode that you're watching. And if you're listening to this, check it out in the descriptions of the episode of this podcast. And of course, you know where to find me. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Shout out to everybody that uh, hit me up for my birthday and told me happy birthday. Thanks to y'all. Oh, thank you to thinking of me. Um, and then follow the podcast of My First Kicks Pod on IG and Twitter. Follow the podcast on TikTok and YouTube at My First Kicks. Hit me up if you have a My First Kick story. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. Um, and on to this week's guest, Ariane. Hey, Ariane, welcome to the podcast. What's up? Thank you for having me. No, man. Thank you for hitting me up and wanting to jump on an episode, man. Yeah, I saw your stuff on Twitter. I'm a big fan of what you're doing. I think it's needed in the community. So, oh, man. Why, now you got me blushing before the episode even starts. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the, it, it's, it's wild because like. I mean, we we talked a little bit about it, about like how how podcasts are now popping up, like especially in this space. And what's really missing is still people. are. I mean, most of these podcasts are popping up. It's just like people just having their personal opinions about stuff that's coming out. And it's just like too prevalent and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I think people want to hear stories, um, experience, um, because you can get your take on the new sneaker from anywhere. No, yeah. I, I mean, the one thing that we I think that's gone away from this community is that we were not letting people figure out their own taste and like yeah, like no, yeah. N- not enough people are being subjective about something, right? Uh, yeah. Perfect example is like I just bought the st- the Stussy. Uh, am I saying it right? Stussy. I'm at the Stussy uh, Vandals, right? And so yeah, uh, I did like a quick Google search because I was just. I was just like trying to what was I trying to do? I was trying to find something to show. I was trying to find a picture to show it to my friends in, in my discord group. And so I look at the picture, I, I, I put it in and then TikTok video comes up and it's like, he's like, oh, st- these Stussy. You know, he goes, this Stussy uh, is a British dude. This Stussy Vandal is the worst collab of the year. And I'm like, what? And so and so. I, I I show the video to my friends and they're all like, what the hell's going on? First of all, it's not Stussy. It's Stussy. Stussy. <laughs> and then and then we I posted about like, you know, I made a video about it on TikTok, too. So to combat what he was saying so I can help people say it correctly, but also yeah. just content. And then the dude, um, somebody's comment is like, oh, he's not wrong. I was just like, it's it's. It's not a hot take, but at the same time, it's like this is totally not the worst collab of the year. Like you need to, you need to yeah. chill, bro. <laughs> I would. I mean, I'm trying to think. I think the Run the Jewel SB. No, I uh, can't worse. say that. Don't say that. 
I love running jewels. You can't say that, man. You can't say that, bro. It's a worse looking shoe, but whatever. Whatever. We'll move on. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, I mean, let's jump into introductions. For people who aren't familiar with you that are listening and watching this, sure. how about you introduce yeah. yourself? Yeah. So I'm Arian. I started in the sneaker space nine years ago, almost exactly a little over nine, um, mm-hmm. 2014. Um, I. I've been around in LA. If you've been around LA for that amount of time, you probably know me. And uh, if not, then probably not. And so <laughs> I, <laughs> I launched, uh, I launched Oro a year and a half ago. It's a sneaker marketplace for pre-owned sneakers only, no mm-hmm. brand new. Uh, and the goal of that is to kind of spread awareness on how pre-owned is a better alternative because you can save money. Um, not only that, you can sell your sneakers you're not wearing and be able to get money for new sneakers, whatever you want to spend it on bills. Um, just want to promote the pre-owned space more, make it mm-hmm. more of a um, kind of thought for people when they're shopping. And uh, I decided to do that by making it the only option available and just cutting brand new completely. I mean, that's that's wild. Uh, is this... I mean, see, like, I don't know if you know about the old ways of searching eBay to get like the <laughs> to, get, to get a good deal. Like this is this is not none of that. I'm not going to get any good deals on this. huh? <laughs> no, you, you will. You'll get a ton. I mean, if you hop on there right now, like it's kind of crazy. I mean, just I think it's the market right now. But I mean, uh, let's see. New love ones, the mids. Uh-huh. 40 bucks just Damn. sitting like like a lot of great sneakers um and people need to like realize that you're not gonna get foot fungus or whatever <laughs> you're scared of like right like i mean on top of that we authenticate and sanitize every sneaker but mm-hmm. it's like people need to realize that pre-owned is a great option i understand that ebay is like a fun thing to like search through and like do whatever but um I think the shopping experience could be better. Uh, Mm -hmm. People are, you're going to search a Jordan one bread on eBay and get 30 different things that aren't a Jordan one bread. Right. Yeah. Probably hundreds. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I guess some of the fun in it is like searching through and whatever, but I just felt that it'd be much easier if you could just filter it down very easy way where sellers get less control on the description name. They don't get to choose any of that. They just get to search by skew Mm -hmm. and, you know, film a multiple choice basically of their sneaker, the condition, size, whatever. And um, that way buyers have a better experience. They just go straight to the shoe, Jordan 1 bread, the skew, and they see every Jordan 1 bread within and that's it. They get to see pictures and, but there's great deals, um, but less, less hidden once i would say <laughs> no man i mean yeah i i have yet to check out the app i should have checked it out before we hopped on but uh it's just been it's just been crazy for me uh yeah. just work wise and podcast wise i've been <laughs> i've been, been grinding yeah. over here but uh and also trying to save money um but the like i mean we talked about it before we j- jumped on but like you know shout out to my boy frozen or frozen i think he says it's frozen correctly but uh he was I'm not calling him that <laughs> <laughs> all right shout out to my boy frank um he he was he was selling when he was moving he was selling a lot of his collection on oro and uh that's the first time i ever heard of it so 
when you hit me up, I was just like, ah, this sounds familiar. And, I, and then I put the two, the two together and I yeah. asked them about who you were. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think most of his stuff sold, if not all of it, um, they put up, he put up some good deals. And at first, uh, when we got in contact, he, I didn't really like explain to him like the specifications of like what he can and can't sell. Mm-hmm. And he threw on some like, like, uh, Ben and Jerry dunk slippers, mm-hmm. like the little like plush ones. Yeah. And someone bought them and I just hit him up. I'm like, yo, you can't sell these. Like that's <laughs> not <laughs> right. Like we're very strict. Like it has to like match the skew and he put it under like, I mean, clearly it's not that, but still like, you know, we got to set some guidelines, but, um, <laughs> he, was, he was really cool about it. Uh, he sold a bunch of his shoes on his collection. And then recently he bought a pair of, uh, mummy dunks as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, but you're here to answer the question that I ask everybody each week. And that question is what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? <sighs> First pair of kicks that I had was a pair of Slim Jenkins Jordan nines. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to my story. Um, I started, you know, being interested in Jordans, but I couldn't bring myself to spend the amount on them, right? $300, $400. Um, so I would kind of just hang out in the sneaker store called Pound for Pound. Not sure if you're familiar. Um, and they don't exist anymore, but it was the location I would hang out. It was in LA and uh, I would kind of just hang out, um, try to resell some sneakers here and there. But like when it came to spending on myself, I just couldn't do it. And I just needed a pair of Jordans. Like I couldn't be like such a fan, just not have a pair. So <laughs> I remember picking up a pair of these Jordan nines and I looked and they're 125. They were, I was a size nine at the time. They were size 10 and a half. They were used but they were 125 and all my other options were double the price. So, um, so I got them and I wore them to school. They were huge on me. I got made fun of for sure. Um, but I wore them every chance I got and yeah. And I I definitely don't have them anymore. Uh, I'm not even a fan (laughs) of the shoe, but I needed to have a pair of Jordans for sure. And that was my first. Uh, just for the listeners, let me read a little description of the Slim Jenkins uh, Air Jordan 9s. Uh, inspired by Michael Jordan's Slim Jenkins alter ego, the Air Jordan 9 retro Slim Jenkins is dressed in the colors of the Mystics, a made up team to help portray the Johnny Kilroy marketing campaign. The sneaker features a black suede upper with matching leather panel on the sidewall and elastic lacing system and metallic silver details on the Jumpman logo and heel tab. Part of the Johnny Kilroy pack, which showcases the fictional characters Michael Jordan adopted while retired from basketball. Man, I don't know if you remember this whole rollout for this, this, these shoes. (laughs) So I'll I'll talk about it a little bit because I have a story with this damn shoe as well, but not this one specifically. I bought the Kilroys and I I wanted the, the Montoya's because they were the Knicks colorway really bad. Um, But it's wild. This whole pack is created because they created a story around Michael Jordan retiring and playing for these small basketball teams around the United States. And so like the what they did was they made these teams up. Right. And then yeah. 
then they put like you'll you'd be on the internet and like you'll see like a poster for a fake team and it's like Michael Jordan with like a mustache and a big afro and it's like he's playing on his team and he has a fake name so his name is Slim Jenkins on this one and or Johnny Kilroy was the first one was the first name and it was like it's this nine with I mean I'm sure you've seen it everybody's listening to seen it. it's this nine with the silver silver trim around it it's like silver red and and black. And then in the inside of the shoe, it says is in the on the tongue. It says Kilroy yeah. was here. Listen, I wanted these shoes pretty bad because I was like, this is a crazy idea. Like, I, I can't believe they could, like I actually came up with like this crazy inventive story. Yo. I <laughs> I tr- I struck out on Nike.com. I was there refreshing, refreshing, refreshing for it to come out. It came out. Struck out, sold out everywhere. Uh, Foot Locker sold out. I, I literally I I walked all through Manhattan to try to get these shoes. And then uh, I found a site I found. I, I learned about End. And this is the okay. first time I ever, or, or I ever ordered on End, not knowing that it's in Canada. Right. Yeah. And so UK or I thought it was UK. I think it's UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And and then I order and I paid a total of two fifty for the shoe because of shipping and like the taxes and and customs and all that stuff. I get the shoe. The box is destroyed. It's like like they like stuff it in the box and it's like took forever to get here. Uh, I was working a ter- like I was working a terrible job at the time too. So I, that was like 250 I did not have, but I still used that money to buy them. And then I bought them. I wore them like two times and then after that I was just like, man, I don't even want these things. And so it's like <laughs> like all of that just to get this shoe and I didn't even ended up wanting it. I thought I like after getting them, I was like, the story was stupid. I fell, I fell for this trap. And like it, it's tough because like now this trap that I just I fell for is what is like the commonplace of sneakers now. They're just making up stories for everybody with shoes. Listen, honestly, <laughs> you just taught me about that that rollout. I didn't know about that. <laughs> Compared to what we get now, that's a pretty cool rollout mm-hmm. and like storyline behind the shoe. <laughs> like, I still wouldn't buy the shoes. <laughs> I don't care for them. But like, I'm, I just pulled up the the posters you're talking yeah. about right now, and like, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, and for sure, I remember like when I first try, started trying to like resell some shoes. Mm-hmm. I like was able to hit a pair on end and like, I was like, damn, I got them. But I ended up paying like, I think I lost money on them just because of the shipping yeah. and the taxes. Like, um, so yeah, definitely don't think I ended up buying off there again. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I bought off an end. I had, that was the only, I think that's my, my only pair, um, that I bought off an end because once you start seeing that, I mean, listen, it's not the only time that I've gotten, you know, r- raked over the coals for shipping. I, I bought the cause, uh, the cause Sakai's from Cause's website. And uh-huh. I and if you go on any 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 resale site, probably on your app right now, you could probably get the cause Sakai's for like sixty dollars or something like that some we, crazy price we <laughs> sold we sold a pair for forty dollars yeah exactly <laughs> i paid i paid two hundred and twenty dollars for that shoe because they charged me twenty five dollars shipping 
They charged me tax on top of that. And then the shoe re- retailed at like 170 I think it was like that. You're talking about the, the low tops? Yeah, the, blue? the lows. The, I got the purple ones. The purple, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's not fun. I, it's, uh, this game sometimes gets you. So, <laughs> yeah, what, I know. how did you, so like, how, what got you in the sneakers besides the Slim Jenkins? Like, where, where did it, where did it all begin for you? Um, so kind of corny story, but in seventh grade, I was selling chocolate. Um, that was like my, my go-to make around like $30 a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my friends kind of started telling me about, um, his brother had just camped out for Gamma 11s Mm -hmm. and I was like, cool, whatever. And he's like, yeah. And then he got like one pair, um, personal. And then he got two pairs to resell. And he's going to sell them for like 400 each. And I was like, that sounds better than my $30 (laughs) on chocolate. (laughs) Um, so at first I was like, okay, cool. I can make money. I go to his house. It was either that day or like a few days later after school and he pulls them out and like i see this crazy box he pulls out remember the gamma 11 so like yeah. the blue and then pulls out i've never that seen box, a pair of a, that box sucks though i'm gonna tell you right now that well, box now, sucks. Wait, that's, a, <laughs> that's the first George, that's the first box you ever seen yeah. like it looked pretty cool yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. pull out a pair of 11s that's the first pair of jordans you ever see in your life like mm-hmm. you see a patent leather that brand new Gamma 11. Like, yeah, you think those shoes are worth like $1,000. If you're like a kid yeah. and you're opening it, you're like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was 13 years old. Like, <laughs> And like, um, so that immediately caught my eye and I instantly just wanted to have whatever pair of Jordans. Like I started... Like every pair of Jordans were cool to me. Um, almost every pair, right? And so I... After that, hopped on Nike. I think the following week they had a restock. Remember they had those random restocks in 2014 with mm-hmm. the like random GRs. Yeah. Um, I got a pair of white and infrared sixes, um, which sucked that year. <laughs> but like at the well, time, I thought yeah. they were so cool, right? Yeah. Um, that's. Then, I mean, at least you didn't get the ones that were like. That year, it wasn't the ones that dropped uh, over the pandemic in 2020, where they were like fading, like it was like turning per- turning pink on the on the sides and stuff like that. That's- did they did they re- retro this year again? Yeah, right. The white, the white or the black pair? The white pair. Did no way. Yeah, and everybody was was talking about how it was bleeding onto the red was the infrared was bleeding onto the the sides. I don't think there's no way they retro the white pair. I think it was the white pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not seeing it. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm confusing the Carmine sixes. Oh yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. so yeah, it was the, it was the white infrared. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not. I mean, the Carmine did come out that came out 2015 or 14. Yeah, same year too. So, but yeah, it was the white infrared six. Um, and then from there, I just started like building a collection of oh, the Brazil pack spent $500 on that thing. You remember that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> with the worthless CP three, uh-huh. once again, another, literally every single Jordan I bought, bought it, looked at it. I was like, wow, these are the coolest things ever. Took a whole photo shoot with them. 
and then lost money on them. <laughs> That's how it went for like the first year. Yeah. Um, right. So literally would camp out in my Nike town for like every Jordan. And I was like the only one in line. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, I remember that. I remember those times because you're talking about, uh, and I was talking about this recently too, the, the Nike town where you'd have to get the tweet and then they like, you'd have to respond to the tweet in time or something like that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. they'll message yeah. you. Uh, yo, I, I remember, I remember I remember when I felt like, oh, snap, I didn't have to buy these. And it's such a like a like a turning point in your in your your life, because you're thinking like, oh, I'm never going to get another chance. I'm never going to get another chance. Um, uh, Raptor sevens. I went I like I won them and I was just like or won them, quote unquote. And and then I just said, you know what? I'm not going to go pick those up. And I, it felt like I had the power in my hand. I was just like, I didn't have to go down there because because nobody was getting them. Nobody was getting yeah. any of the Jordans when they were dropping for Nike Town. My mom drove me to Nike Town and for the black Oreo 4s in 2015. Uh-huh. And we took a chair, put it out. She took a picture of me sitting in it so that like we could have it as proof that I was there the night before. <laughs> We went home, came back at like 6 a.m. No one else. The chair was still there. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, definitely like it took me, I would say, a year to like really like catch on to like what I liked, um, how I can make money to fund my collection within this whole like sneaker game. Mm -hmm. Um, But once I got a hang of it, it kind of picked up quick were your were your parents supportive of you buying sneakers what was that like before we jump back into the episode i want to talk to you about drops and collect by soul savvy with drops and collect you are able to stay ahead of the game using drops you can enter raffles and set alerts for any and all restocks it will help you never miss another release ever again and after you cop some fresh kicks use collect to manage your collection I'm also still in the process of adding my kicks to collect and it I'm telling you it takes some time but what's really cool about collect is that you can also make trades with no fees if you're a current member but don't worry if you aren't a member you just have to pay a flat rate of eight dollars now how do you get to these apps all you have to do is use the link in the description of this podcast or in the link tree for this podcast. Download these apps and grow your collection by helping the podcast. That's right. Just use the links in the description and start expanding your collection today. Um, yes and no. Like, yes and less and less the older I got. <laughs> Um, at first they were just like, okay, like whatever. It's like a little hobby. Uh-huh. And then they're like, you need to focus on your school. Um, I was like, mom, like I'm going to be making more money than my teachers. Like, you know, like, and like, um, and then also just hanging out and like, so like starting at age 15 i was on melrose fairfax area mm-hmm. like every day um and if you know that area like it's just you tyler more... earl uh <laughs> 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 
Well, so no, was... but um, <laughs> you, you unofficial, yeah, you Nikki Diamonds, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you were out there with everybody. You were you were unofficial official golf wing. You just couldn't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mom, reselling me while I'm skating with them. <laughs> um, no, but I uh, that area like. Once, like, the sun started to go down a little, just spam, like, 200 calls, like, come home now, come home now, it's dangerous, it's mm-hmm. dangerous. Um, and back then, it wasn't bad, but more recent, I would say, like, starting, like, 2018, I would say crime there has just gotten worse and worse. Yeah. Um, so, I kind of had to phase out myself, but, like, they were just, like, really on me about that. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know how we even got there. I forgot how we <laughs> just 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 how supportive your parents were. About oh, supportive, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, they were just more worried about um, it distracting me from school, and then just the areas I was hanging out in. That was like, and there's, I'm. It's funny enough, like I did end up at one point getting getting ran up on so oh uh, i gotta hear about that <laughs> what, what, what happened what happened um so we would hang out at me and my friends would hang out at round two mm-hmm. round two was our spot um very close with uh, the whole team there owners managers employees everyone so we would stay there we get there like when they open and stay there till close and after close after close back in the day, like they would take their night picture of what they're putting out the next day and then just have fun. Like they would like play with Nerf guns, like fucking do random shit. And like, um, it was just fun. Like we just stay around and then we end up leaving at like 9 PM. Um, I think he's going to say like 12, 12 one. <laughs> no, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> um, 9 p.m. The store closes at seven, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, and then me and my friend, one of my friends I would go with a lot, he lives one block away from me. So mm-hmm. I would go to his house and just kind of hang out, play video games or whatever, and then just walk home. Mm-hmm. And um, so, we we would do this all the time and i would usually like walk home at like midnight Mm -hmm. this time my mom was like come home before 10 please or 10 30 please come home before 10 30 like it's not safe whatever i was wearing a supreme bag Mm -hmm. that at the time i would always carry cash in because i was buying a lot of shoes um at the time so Luckily that day, I didn't have any cash in there. Um, I was wearing Supreme Champion sweatpants in a peach, loud peach colorway mm-hmm. and shattered backboard ones. Okay. So dripped out over here. Overall. <laughs> and I, and on, on top of all of that, I was 15 years old. Looked mm-hmm. like a little kid. <laughs> and I have two big white bags full of sneakers in them. Oh my god! <laughs> at midnight, you're crazy, man. Wait, not even at, at like ten fifteen p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, how'd so, you wait? How'd you, you get? How'd you get home? Like you, like were you guys like taking the bus? Uber. Oh, you guys are Ubering. Ubering. Okay, Ubering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and 
but like keep in mind i would do this all the time and like it's literally one block mm-hmm. and so i also live on i live near uh near ucla mm-hmm. so it's generally a safe area so i'm thinking like crime doesn't happen here like also naive, i'm really young naive, though like i'm naive uh, yeah about that. super yeah. super yeah. super and um so i'm walking um out of nowhere streets are pretty dead and this truck rolls by and like chromed out rims and uh they roll their window down slow down as they're approaching and kind of give me a look and i see them still super naive instead of thinking like oh they're gonna rob me i'm like oh they're probably living nearby and they're like what is this kid doing out late at night Um, I would have, I would have been running, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. I would have been out, bro. Yeah. So they turn the corner. I'm like, all right, probably live nearby. Like they were just probably wondering what I'm doing out late. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, you know, neighborhood watch. They're just, they're just making sure everybody's safe. <laughs> exactly. Just I don't know what I was thinking. And so they turn right, and my turn is left. Mm-hmm. And then my house right there. And so I'm like, okay, I'm like right here. I'm fine. Um, as I'm turning left, I look across the street. And I see the car is parked in a driveway and with his lights on. And there's one guy right across the street from me with a hood on and his hands in his pockets. Just like staring at me. I'm like, all right, this is done. Like I start speed walking, pulling out my keys. And, but there's cars going. So I'm like, can't jaywalk. Like he's going to get hit. Out of nowhere, I hear no cars anymore. And I look back, sprinting at me. But like sprinting and I just freeze and drop my bags, pulls out knife and I just... Hand over everything, car pulls up, hops in the back, and they're off. Jeez, uh, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So then, like, you get home, like, what do you, like, your mom probably would never, you, you can't even say anything. Your mom would never let you, let you go outside after that. <laughs> so that's exactly, that's exactly what I did. I didn't say a word. <laughs> I was like, if I tell her, I could never, like, never. Like, I'm not leaving the house to resell, to buy sneakers, to even go out with my friends. Like, it's done. Like, um, I actually only told my parents a year ago. I was going to say yesterday before, because you know what we're talking about on this episode. <laughs> a year ago. That's crazy, man. Um, but Wait, really, what, was like, their, what was their reaction when you told them a year ago, though? Wait, how did you just even tell like, them? You just go, hey, guys, I just got to let me tell you a story real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this happened on I the just, corner. <laughs> I finally just felt like, OK, like they really like kind of like eased off on like, like I'm 22. Mm-hmm. Like, like if they told me to not go out, like, like they, they're they not going to tell me to not go out. You know, like I kind of felt comfortable there where uh-huh. I'm like, all right. Um, so I brought it up and. 
they were just like, why don't you tell us? Like we could like call the police. I'm like, they're not catching them. No, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I was just like, no, whatever. But um, that really, I still continued with sneakers for like six months after that, but it was just like, it didn't feel right. And I completely like put it aside for a year and a half mm -hmm. and I was still buying sneakers like from home online, mm -hmm. but I was never like leaving the house for sneakers. Um, and it was interesting. Like it was a good, like, you know, learning experience and like, I don't, know, to, I don't know if it's a good is the word I would put in there. <laughs> sure. But it was, it, it showed me, um, it showed me about like my passion for sneakers because mm -hmm. at a certain point, like for a little bit, I was like, I'm over this. Like I can't anymore. But mm -hmm. like it kept like pulling me back. Like I would see, I remember seeing Virgil first wear the uh, UNC off white ones to the Met Gala. And that was during that time. I was just like, oh, I have to go buy every regular UNC there is because I already know they're going to go up crazy when he puts the, when those come out. Mm -hmm. And like, that's exactly what I did. So like, I was just buying sneakers, holding them. And then like a year later, when I finally felt comfortable again, like next thing you know, all those UNCs had doubled in price and like whatever it was. Right. So, um, but it was good to show me that like this is kind of it for me because mm -hmm. if that if that didn't scare me away then like i don't really think anything else will where where do you get your your sense of of just i want to say i mean i say the word on here a lot but hustle like where where does that come from who who what are your inspirations for you to you know because it started off by selling candy and now you're you're like you know what i'm gonna make a business behind selling sneakers so like what is it like where does that come from i get this question like i genuinely don't know mm -hmm. um it's it feels very natural and um like neither of my parents are entrepreneurial and so um i, I don't know i i think I think just the feeling of being right feels good, right? Like, okay, like I'm going to make this investment to a sneaker and um, I'm going to be able to promote it in my own way. And I'm going to be right on the fact that my investment was the right choice and I'm going to sell it and like gain that credibility that I made the right decision. And then it kind of just like continues, right? Um, then you start like feeling like this need to like be right on the next one and the next one. Like, um, I guess that's like where the good feeling comes from. And like the money, like I don't even like spend the money like that, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, so I don't even know if it's about the money. It's more of like the feeling of doing the business itself. Interesting. Because, like, I mean, I've, I've spoken about it to other people, but and it seems like you, you've come up in you come, you've come up in uh, resale culture versus like sneaker culture. What do you like? Where at what point? Where do you see? Because, I mean, now we know what it's what it is now like. Right. But like round two was always about 
it was more about like embracing sneaker culture and using it to resell, you know, like, you know, that's it's breath out of the beginning of of how Flight Club started. Right. It's that's a round two mimicked. And and then they expanded into vintage and all this stuff. And now they're rest in peace. But the like, what was (laughs) what what was it about resell culture that pulled you in? The community, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. for sure, the community. Um, it's just like, you know, like going to sneaker lines and seeing the same people every Saturday. And like, especially being a little kid, like they like watched out for me um, and like looked after me and like all knew me and kind of treated me as like equal in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a 13 year old, that felt special. Um and were these all just, like like these were like the reseller filled lines or were you just talking about like uh both were, it, yeah because i know um, there's one point where it's, it switched over where it was just nothing yeah. but resellers at this point there, right? definitely definitely both um probably more resellers that come to mind um but there were like there were like og sneakerhead resellers like they weren't like reseller resellers like there were old heads mm-hmm. all of them um they were just like, they were always like getting one to wear and one to resell, like always. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the resell culture that I think you're referring to right now. Like, no, I, I didn't. That That's the resell culture. Like now it's more of, you know, people are just only trying to make money. Like it has nothing to yeah. do about the sneakers and it's literally just a money game for them. So like stocks, yeah. like, you don't, you know, you buy stocks, you don't care what they're worth. You just know if they go up, you can make money off of it. That's what reselling yeah. is now, but like resell culture. Cause I've tell, I've spoken about this to several people and people don't believe me that obviously like resell culture is a thing. And that sneaker culture is also a thing and that the two actually commingle and become like, you know, cause like reselling is part of sneaker culture. Like we, you, yeah. right. But like, there is one point and I want to say it's like right before like 2015, 2014, where it was be, it's starting to be like in New York city specifically, it was a lot of just like the whole line just became resellers. And then it was just like, right, like the, the people who would, people in the front or the people that would just skip the lines because they did all all the legwork previous years of helping these dudes out, clearing out the stores, like all that stuff. Like the reason why we have the term dead stock is because reselling is not because of, you know, sneaker culture, yeah. you know, but it becomes it's co-opted and becomes into like we just co-mingle. But like the the the, the way like when when you're talking about it and I mean, in 2014 is when you started like right so yep. like during around that time right that, that's like the slow transition of like people were stepping people that were collecting sneakers for so long were stepping back because it became a little bit too crazy and then people on the lines were mostly just resellers then some of them would buy one a rock one a stock um i've had like 20 23 penny on here i don't know if you know about 23 penny but uh he he was he was off of the one a rock one a one a, or or his mentality and this is the mentality i wish i had back then was i'm gonna buy sneakers to pay for the sneakers that i want yeah yeah so exactly yeah. exactly and i think people like don't see it the right way sometimes like a lot of these people they kind of needed to right like 
they were like, like that was their way of affording the sneakers. Right. And like that gave them an opportunity to do that or to pay for another bill that they needed to pay for. Right. And so, um, it's, I think it's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with reselling. I never got into the botting stuff like that. Um, my main thing was like trying to cash people out in line or going to a store like round two being like, Hey, this stuff has been sitting here for months. Like, mm-hmm. let me take all of it and just give me a discount. On it. Um, so, um, I think, yeah, we, we definitely saw that shift, but I think the, the resellers that came in just to resell, I would mm-hmm. say that started like, 2016. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, post yeah. uh, ga- Galaxy phones. That's the whenever when the Galaxy say, phones drop. That was, I think uh, Adidas Adidas Yeezys. I think really start. I mean, okay, Galaxy phones like started the reseller, but mm-hmm. that, that was what 2012. Well, 2013, I think it was 13. Yeah. 13. Um, but um, but I think like it really expanded on like a whole nother level of people like getting into it just to resell um, with like the DSCZ. And then obviously that same year you had go and stock X enter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that kind of made it way easier for people to resell. And But like now you see people, I mean, I started seeing people who literally like they looked like they just knew that sneakers were a thing because they resold yeah like it was just a job for them like mm-hmm. that's it um but that's unfortunate and it kind of drove me out of reselling no yeah i think that when you're on a line like that because i've been in many lines like that where you can tell that somebody in front of you just doesn't care about it like i like what is it i bought the my perfect example would probably be like I bought the I won or I, I was able to get the the off white sale fives, so I go to pick them up and waiting online, and this dude who already is like in front of the line asks is asking everybody, "Are you keeping your pair? I will buy it right now." I was just like, "Bro, like out of all pairs, like uh, you don't think like everybody knows how much like everybody knows how much off white fives are going to be like you're not you're, like just trying to buy like it, it just never made any sense to me. But I, like you don't, I guess if people don't understand it of just like the pivotal moment that that five was making or like any yeah. of the off white stuff was was making. I mean, a lot of people think you know some of it is is whack or or it just doesn't make any sense. And but like when you when you take a moment and you look at it, you embrace that what Virgil was doing. It's a, a freaking game changer. And, yeah. and yeah. If Virgil didn't create that original collection, Nike might have never came back from that whole 2015 to 16 era where Adidas was completely on top. Yeah. I th- I mean, look, I credit Virgil for a lot of things because he was, he was the one that turned Nike into not being like, oh, you don't have to not work with fashion houses or and then the same thing on the other side of like fashion houses don't have to be so high up and and consider streetwear as part of like not part of fashion. And he 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 just combined both both aspects of streetwear, sneaker culture and fashion 
and then like made it all into what it is now where we're having a tiffany's collab that just does not look great but whatever (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah um i think i think like i went to his exhibit and i've talked about it on here uh it I'm, I went to school for graphic design, so like a lot of it hit me differently in terms of just like the way he broke stuff down and he came at it in like an architect architecture type of way of like, yeah. you know, I'm going to explain this to you. You just got to figure it out. And then like, you know, you got to figure out what it means to you. And I think a lot of that gets lost and and people definitely I think in the surface level, people, a lot of people that collect this stuff are just looking at it face value versus what it can mean. And that's how we end up where we, we are, where people are telling other people their top five sneakers that they should be buying for the summer. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you spend early time in round two. What was that like? Because I never, I never got to. I never, I never even went to the downtown round two, to be honest. <laughs> so, so oh, really? was like, yeah, yeah. I never, I never stepped foot in there. Um, it was just like, it, I, I was at a point where I wasn't looking for deals or like looking for sneakers. At one point I would just buy it like online or, or try to get them from the boutiques. And I never took into account what round two meant until after probably like, I want to say 2020 uh, when they broke in and uh, Sean Witherspoon was uh, Witherspoon was talking about like what round two meant. And I was just like, damn, that's true. And then I just never went after that. So, yeah, tell me, <laughs> tell me what was that? <laughs> tell me what it was like. Yeah, I mean, I think round two really um, did a lot for me and a lot for the sneaker game. So um, it was the Supreme Jordan collab in 2015. Uh, I had I was able to hit for retail on a white pair of the fives at school. Um, me and my friends went right after school to the Supreme store on Fairfax. Um, got in line. We were able to get the hoodies, the tees. Um, obviously, the shoes are sold out. And we had heard of this new store round two. Um, and it had opened, I think maybe two weeks prior, mm-hmm. but like, it was still very, like no one knew about it at all. And, um, we went in there and Sean was there. Um, everyone was there, the whole Virginia team. And, <laughs> and they were all like, kind of like skaters. Mm-hmm. I remember one of their employees like took out his phone on Snapchat and he starts recording me and my friends with our Supreme bags. And he's like, oh, you guys like Supreme? Like, do you guys skate? Like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, they're really cool though. Um, They ended up buying our stuff. Um, And that day, right after we left, was actually the same day that Sean dipped the Supreme 5 in the red paint. Mm -hmm. Um, And after that, we started coming back more and more. And it kind of became like just, I mean, my winter break of my 10th grade in high school, I was there every single day for three weeks. Jeez. Um, At this point, you should have collected a check or something, man. <laughs> it, it just it just became like 
a very cool learning experience mm-hmm. and hobby for me. I mean, I would literally, um, Chris from syndicate that we, um, spoke about briefly. He mm-hmm. was, um, he became manager of that store. Yeah. And so it was mainly him and Sean buying in the back. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit right like on the side and just watch every interaction of them buying. Mm-hmm. And it taught me a lot about um, how to conduct business and how to buy sneakers, sell sneakers and like just interacting with customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just sit there and learn. and at the end of the day, as I said, like I would pay, I would, I would speed it every day. So I knew what was selling, what wasn't. And I would grab like 10 pairs of shoes that I knew weren't selling for them. And I'd be like, Hey, I just calculate these 10 pairs. It comes out to 2,500. Let's do 2,100. And we were always able to make a deal. A lot of the times they would even give me shoes at cost. Um, and I was able to make money there and um it was really cool just i mean i obviously seeing sean go from early days to what it turned into um i was there in the main store while he was next door in the gallery designing the the air max mm-hmm. when it happened with uh, the whole team i don't know if you know like the have you seen the picture of everyone that was there no you know the story right no i don't know the story for real though but let you me don't know the story Nah, the Sean know. Air Max? Nah. Well, you know what the Sean Air Max is. I know, is, I know right? what the Air okay, Maxes okay. are. <laughs> okay. But I, so, never, I never looked up the story, though, is what I'm saying. All right. You want me to say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so, Nike for Air Max Day wanted to do something special. And what that was, was they were going to go around, find a bunch of Nike fans all over social media. So people that collected were big Nike collectors, um, like vintage stuff or just shoes or just Nike like fanatics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was around 10 or 12 contestants. Sean got picked as one of them because he was really big on Nike vintage clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made at Air Max, um, the corduroy was inspired by vintage Nike pieces and um, his favorite shoes were his favorite Air Max were a 97 and a one. So he combined mm-hmm. them. And um, so he called in some of his good friends uh, to help with design. One of them was Fran Alations, One was ASAP Nast, Ben Baller, um, Skate the Great. There, there was like, there was like, 10, 15 people in there and they were next door in round two's gallery mm-hmm. that was shut off. And I remember being in the main store while it was happening, the design. And I just thought it was so cool that he made it and we saw it and we're like, wow. And they put up the contest and he won by like landslide. And, um, the winner got, a bunch of pairs obviously for themselves and then a release. The, the whole thing was the winner gets a release and um, they did the release and the rollout was incredible. Uh, he did a whole campaign for the, for him to win. He made shirts that said more air and on the back less boost. Cause that was the time when boost was a big thing. And then at the bottom hashtag 
vote Sean Witherspoon. I actually have one of the teas. Um, and he did great marketing to win and he ended up winning. And so I think like that was really cool to be a part of just seeing it there, like as it was happening. Yeah. And it ended, it ended up what I think to be probably a top five, um, Air Max in terms of Air Maxes that help push the sneaker community forward. Oh yeah. I mean, I wasn't able to get, this is, I'm trying to remember if I was, trying to get these i don't think i was i was like i i was in the lulls of not having money of uh <laughs> to buy sneakers so i think this is when i whenever i don't have enough money to buy sneakers i just don't pay attention to sneakers so i remember <laughs> he ended up bringing they made a nike van that looked mm-hmm. like his shoe and yeah, brought it I see to the that. store mm-hmm. and Van full of shoes, and he literally gave a free pair to everyone around to that day. And I couldn't go, and I was so upset. I was just about to ask you if you were able to get a pair for free. I literally, like, I don't know what it was. I think I had like school or something, and like I had tests or exams. And like, I remember not being able to go get my pair, and like, I was so upset. Um, But it's a great shoe. I still. I've had pairs here and there. Like I've never had a personal. I just, for me, it's not a shoe I would wear. It's definitely a shoe I want to have in my collection mm-hmm. just because of like the value to me. Um, and I think it's a great looking shoe like to look at. I just wouldn't wear it. Mm-hmm. My only problem is if I have that shoe for a long amount of time, it's going to crumble. And then there's no point of it to me. Like yeah, if, if the shoe is crumbled, then like, you know, like, it doesn't even look good, right? So, like, the whole point of having it is because it looks good. It's cool yeah. to look at. So, um, we'll see. I, I have mixed feelings about owning that shoe, but what? I see you pairs should, come and go a definitely, lot. You should definitely get a pair. I mean, that's a, that's a shoe that, I mean, it means, it totally means something else to you. And, yeah. like, stopping yourself from having it just out of fear of crumbling yeah. like you just yeah, you true. should just you should just have a pair uh it's also a thousand dollars now i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> the but speaking of round two you were were you there when they created um what you call it the show yeah and of course like, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm i'm definitely in a lot of the episodes if you go back um you'll see a little version of me but uh um yeah graham shot the show great guy um very talented and the show i think once again like changed a lot for the sneaker community for sneaker youtube yeah for um content creating within sneakers and um it was it was something great that they did and kind of definitely like dictates it, it dictated what sneaker i guess youtube is now too yeah you know? It's it's a, it, a lot of people have stolen their formats and, you know, for their shows on how to show like, I mean, two J's has done it like, you know, Urban Necessities, uh, the dude that's scamming everybody right now, Chase something, uh, you know, like the, the dude that does Who's the mystery that? boxing, the mystery boxes, Chase Briner or something like that. I don't like, know. I'm, I'm, I'm not too familiar with sneaker <laughs> YouTube now. But uh, I'll check that out. Yeah, uh, you know, oh, is, that, is it the sneaker con guy? Yeah, the sneaker con the one, guy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, Top Shelf also does like a like a the show style as well. Top Shelf kicks. 
Uh, haven't heard of them either. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, great production. I mean, mm-hmm. it was shot like a real show. Yeah, exactly. And it showed perspectives from the LA location, the Virginia location, and New York location, the South mm-hmm. Beach location, right? Like all at one point, you could see like into the lens of all those different stores. And the great thing was all those different stores had different a different team, right? A different customer base. So it was a really different vibe from every single store. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made it great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, what, what, what was after doing, after being in the background for all of this, you know, and now starting to be like, now starting to, well, what was, what was the point where you were like, now I'm making an app. To, to sell sneakers like you know so because you have a lot of you have a you have seen a lot and now it, yeah. i feel like this is putting it all together so like yeah yeah so i had a video that went viral you might have seen it um it's a video of me with my dad with a huge pile of shoes and they fall over yeah i've seen it yeah yeah, yeah. okay so that's <laughs> me that's you oh snap yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um so that video went viral Mm -hmm. and it was that point where i kind of realized the opportunity of like how quickly just one video could put you in the eyes of so many people Mm -hmm. and make an impact in that way right like if you can use that for something good, then, you know, like that's great. And so, um, once that video was posted, I had hundreds and hundreds, if not thousand DMS asking, Hey, do you sell a reselling course? Hey, can I work for you? I'll work for you for free. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any advice? Do you have sneakers I can buy off you? All this stuff. Right. Um, and I even had like, Croatian style project blitz hit me up and like, Hey, like I'm down to buy everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so that kind of showed me like, okay, I have this experience. I have this knowledge. And now I realize that just something as simple as a video like that could help make such an impact. Right. If I was to make something, my first thought, which I think, most people in sneakers, if they think of starting a business, their first thought is to open a store. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first thought. And this was during COVID. And at the time, all the landlords were scared to lease out to someone, especially being their first business, because they thought I wasn't going to pay rent. Right. Because a lot, of, right. And so I couldn't find a space. No one would give me a space. I'm very happy that never happened. I was gonna, I was gonna make a joke real quick. I was gonna be like, I mean, I know a spot round two's round two's a spot is. <laughs> you can take that over. Forget, <laughs> forget them. I mean, almost every store, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, thank God that that never happened. But uh-huh. um, although who knows, maybe I could have been the one that stayed alive. But um, you know, so. That never happened. Um, also during COVID, me and my friend that we used to resell, I used to resell with, mm-hmm. um, we started, he was like, hey, 
reselling new sneakers has become extremely competitive and like almost impossible to do. Um, since we last did it and like last, we ended probably 2017 and, um, now it's 2020 and you used to buy used sneakers all the time, which I did part for my personals and I would clean them a lot. Like I was, I was pretty good at cleaning sneakers and he was like, why don't you teach me how to clean and we'll get in the garage and buy used sneakers, just how we buy new sneakers and clean them and resell them. And so during COVID we had nothing better to do. That's what we were doing. And after a while, when COVID started unraveling, we had to go back to school. He was like, why don't we hire people and like scale this thing mm-hmm. and we'll hire sneaker cleaners and we'll hire people to list the sneakers on at the time we were selling on eBay, Goat, OfferUp. And if they didn't sell on those platforms within like two weeks, we would take it to round two or cool kicks and just mm-hmm. sell it to them. Um, and we were buying from them too. So we just kind of give it back to what, for what we paid and like, you know, just take that and move on. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. And then I thought about, I was like, dude, we've been carrying boxes for eight years back and forth. Like I'm 20 years old and my back hurts. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm kind of like, I want to take a step back. Like I don't really want to resell anymore. I'd rather be on the back end and help others sell buy and sell with each other and mm-hmm. just use my knowledge and experience to make their experience better. Um, and we're look at us like we're trying to list across a bunch of different platforms because if you want to buy a brand new shoe, you think of StockX or Go, right? For the easiest option, right? Mm-hmm. Depending on what type of person you are, you go think of one of them. But if you want to buy a used sneaker. I don't think there's like that go-to. Yeah. Um, so I was like, hey, why don't we just build a marketplace that becomes the like StockX of used, only used, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he wasn't down. He, <laughs> he, 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 was, he was like, dude, this was kind of like a side thing for me, like kind of easy money. And like, I'm going to have my own career after right um you know like i'm gonna get a job and whatever so mm. i was like okay well i'm not gonna do it alone because that's too much <laughs> um after about six months i was like never mind i'm gonna do it alone <laughs> um <laughs> i kind of just went for it um and so yeah yeah um that was kind of like i was like you know like it, it would be truly a waste for me and for others for me to have, you know, been through all this and seen all that happen and for me not to apply that experience to something Mm -hmm. great. Interesting. Interesting. I I mean, you're starting this from the ground up. It's a what? Wait, are we counting 2020 on this? So it's three years or is it two years? Like the the idea? Yeah, the app. So the idea or like since launch? No, launch. When did it launch? late december 20 it's been a year and a half 2021 okay okay i was like i'll try to give you a couple 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 more months in there uh and so what what are you 
like how hard has it been to start a new app? Because I think that's I don't know how many people understand the scaling you'd have to do to get to get this off the ground, you know? So like how yeah. how how what's the trials and tribulations? Um I mean you're competing, you're competitive like my competitors are people that have literally hundreds of millions of dollars in their mm-hmm. bank account. Right. Like just ready to whatever I do, just stomp on it. Right. So, um, it's very tough. And I think especially to do without funding like that. So it's just been, it's, it has to be organic for now and it has to be using the people I know and the knowledge I have to convince a customer that this is where you should be. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Like, what I always like to say is companies like, like the CEO of StockX probably doesn't know what, like he probably doesn't know a shoe that came out past 2020. Right. Like he, I, I feel like if you have a sneaker company, it should be run by someone that knows about sneakers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we don't get that. Yeah. For uh, sure. And I feel, I feel like in the sneaker community that's needed. Um, I connected with Phil from soul safe over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also been able to like kind of hop on the phone and just talk about, I guess, same thing, right? Like starting a new sneaker tech company startup mm-hmm. in a, in kind of like a, in a hard, in a tough environment. Um, yeah. So, and then on top of that, the economy's, um, doesn't look like it's going to get better soon. Hey, 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 hey. Just, yeah. just got to be optimistic here. Come on. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think we've got another another year at least. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I think that past whatever hard points there are, any impact made at all is worth it. Um, I've been able to meet some incredible people. I mean, here we are today through this um i if i didn't have like i don't know if you would have sat down spoken to me today you you definitely wouldn't you definitely wouldn't because i wouldn't have even reached out i told you before this i've always been a low-key person Mm -hmm. i've been in this for nine years and did not care about like spreading my name um but now it's kind of like I'm in a position where I kind of have to, right. But mm-hmm. because of that, I've been able to meet incredible people, um, whether they're in the sneaker space and the startup space, um, even, you know, CEOs of great companies, um, investors, you know, just, just phenomenal people. Um, and, you know, I love what I do. It's, it's fun to be around sneakers every day. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, perfectly said, uh, I got one last question to ask you before we head on out of here. And so I want you to envision, you know, yourself back in the day, opening the, that Jordan nine box, uh, the Slim Reapers and uh, Slim, Slim, Slim Jenkins, yeah. <laughs> Slim Reapers, <laughs> KD. Uh, <laughs> uh, my bad, uh, my bad. Uh, 
alternate Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan multiverse. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want you to. I want you to to think back at that time. And now you're you. Yeah. You right now, uh, right behind yourself as you're about to open that box. What would you tell your younger self as they open that box? Don't wear those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but um, seriously, like I would probably, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, truthfully, like I would have never expected that it would lead me here nine years later. Um, I hope that, you know, my career falls within sneakers for the rest of my life. Um, and right. Like at that time, I would have never envisioned that that's what I wanted or that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. And I think it kind of teaches you that like any opportunity can go as far as you want it to. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'd probably tell him that like the shoes are ugly, but it's fine. You'll get you'll get nicer ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just you know, stick with it. Yeah, man. Perfectly said said. Thank you for jumping on. And for everybody out there, you know we say each week wear your kicks. Peace.